0: This podcast is dedicated to the memories of John Huber, Shad Gaspard, and Hannah Kimura.
1: You are now entering Armbar Audio.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah We got Tim Farley John Kearns And we got
2: What is up Sid the Nerdy Mark here Happy New Year To everybody This is Going to be awesome I know 2020 As a year Wasn't that great But It was a great year For wrestling
0: It was a great year For wrestling As I said before You could hear me Because the mic was muted um, But you could hear them Just not me it's the year-end awards, 2020, for Armbar Audio and the Nerdy Mark. And we're here to talk about all the awesome wrestling that happened this year. Um, overall, guys, before we get into it, what was some of your favorite stuff that happened this year?
2: Why don't you go ahead, Tim?
1: I loved Wrestle Kingdom being two nights and the entire like double dash uh, deal with uh, Ibushi, Okada, Naito, and... Jay White, and we saw the historic crowning of the first double champion in New Japan <clears throat> as Tetsu naito Um I really enjoyed ROH's comeback to television and the dominance of Donna Del
2: Mondo and startup. For me, uh, just an overall theme for me throughout was like, you know, obviously. This whole pandemic happened but the fact of the matter is i just love the fact that wrestling as a industry thrived despite you know everything that that the world threw at it you know i mean where while other sports like baseball basketball football and stuff kind of basically came to a halt for a majority of the year i mean i know we have the super bowl now this this coming february but um other than that, wrestling has—they just kept chugging along, and that just shows. Like, I mean, it's—it may not be because they care so much about us, but maybe because they want to turn a profit. But either way, they still were able to figure out some way, um, you know, to to put on shows and you know give people work and and do and do whatever we got to do, you know, to, to put food on the table. So you know, much respect to the entire. Uh, wrestling industry for that. Uh, honestly, right, no
0: right, way. right. All of them. Alrighty, I think that was a good intro. I think it's just about as good as we're gonna get tonight. But you know, it's your end time. Let's it's get yours. into it. We're starting off with the uh the breaking stars of the year, the or the breakout stars. uh Starting with female breakout star guys. Let's talk a little bit about some uh, women that had great, like, debuts in 2020, as it were.
1: Well, I would say uh, Tynara Kanshi and Anna Jay uh, did really well this year as uh, as uh, young starlets, as well as the tag team of Diamante and Evelise. Um Deonna Purrazzo and Kimberly uh, joined Impact Wrestling and added to their deep knockouts division, uh, which I like to call the thick division. Um,
2: uh, Sid? Uh, okay. For me, uh, on NXT, the returns of Tony Storm and Ember Moon uh, continuing to come back and show why they have been two of the most dominant women in not just NXT, but just WWE in general, Um, kind of coming back to their wheelhouse in NXT. Um, And obviously Toni Storm with her heel turn gave her a new lease on life. Um, Definitely uh, someone like, you know, I think Tim, you mentioned her already, but Raquel Gonzalez for sure. Uh, Oh, you didn't mention her. I'm sorry. But yeah, Raquel Gonzalez um, and whatnot. That was, she has been uh, dominating throughout uh, of course, EO, After she won the title, I would say was was definitely one of them. And, and you know, no, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. But um, I would say a big swole for sure. You know, her feud with Britt Baker. Really oh yeah,
0: up, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Really elevated her.
0: Good um, shout out.
2: Yeah, and uh, I would say even to to, uh, to yeah swole. I mean, mine are not nearly as big as hers, but I'm I'm, I'm getting there. Who's ours? Anyway, that's it. I'm done. That's all. Okay, well,
0: if we're talking about uh, breakout stars and if we're talking about NXT, you got to give the award to none other than Shotzi Blackheart.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Shotzi had a breakout year. She had an amazing match with Io Shirai uh, that really turned heads. I really love that she uses the cattle mutilation variation, <laughs> mutilation variation, uh, as a finisher of hers. Um, she, she even, even though she may have not held the title or anything like that, she was featured prominently throughout, even as a hosting Halloween havoc. Um, whatever she does, you're going to watch and your eyes are going to be glued. And um, she even had she was the uh, leader of the women's face war games team. So that's pretty awesome. I have
2: only had Tim do it is because I can't do it as well. But uh, (laughs) for (laughs) for me, I think, first of all, I mean, her look is just amazing. She rides a goddamn tank into the ring for crying out loud. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like when she was in the beginning, like she, I don't know if it was it this year or last year, but she did was the one who eliminated Shayna Baszler from that Battle Royal, and um, she, you know, I think from there, like people really saw that. Oh shit, you know, Shotzi Blackheart. You know, this is someone to watch out for. And you know, um, she has just that natural charisma about her, and you know, she has a character that seems to be resonating to something you know close to her heart. Her feud with Candice now is is getting really, uh, really hot. So I'm looking forward to see what she does in 2021. Uh, also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the
1: documentary that they did on WWE Network, where they talked about her tough enough past and how she's come back to NXT. Um, and also her interview on Lillian Garcia's Chasing Glory podcast. Where she opened up a lot about some things that are not uh, uh, great in her life. So uh, if you haven't seen those or heard them, check it out.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any other female that had a better breakout year than Shotzi Blackheart did, and to see her finally. Uh, shining and getting that shine on in a major company is great because on the indies, she's been so good for so long and it's awesome. This has really been the year that we've started to see people that really deserve these spots get the spots for sure. And uh, definitely, when we move into talking about the men's divisions with this as well, uh, let's talk about some breakout males. I'm mean, gonna let Tim start this time.
1: I'm gonna say this, and people can disagree with me because of tradition or whatever. But the young lions, Suji, Kid, and Uemura worked their asses off this year, participating in the New Japan Cup. Um, Uemura, I would believe, was in the best of Super Juniors. They've been on every show, and they've been killing it. And it begs the question, aside from gaining popularity worldwide, why send these guys on excursion? Right. Um, also, uh, this year for us, um, at Armbar Audio and the Nerdy Mark, uh, the, the NOAA promotion itself has been a breakout to us, um, Uh, They have delivered main events that are five star worthy matches Uh, like Nakajima and Kino and Kiyomiya and their and where Fuji who's a legend and Shiozaki. I mean, they, they've been killing it. Uh, And it like, like I said, it not to everyone in the wrestling community, but to us here, Noah was a breakout year to us um yeah uh josh woods uh when when uh roh came back and started doing the pure title tournament even after the tournament he was featured in pure rules matches and i think he has unlimited
2: potential sid uh i think it's when it comes to breakout stars the one name that really Sticks out for me is definitely Leon Ruff, um, having a Ooh, yeah, uh, having that feud with Johnny Gargano uh, Obviously, you know, instigated by Damien Priest, of course. But you know, having a great showing. Um,
0: yeah, but it instigated by Damien Priest, but a guy that really just flowed well and went with yeah. it and goed with went with the flow and came out better for it. For sure, yeah,
2: uh, that was. I think, you know, I mean, he got his run as, a, as the North American champion. Now, a lot of people may say, oh, because he lost it to Johnny, he was buried. But I don't think so. You know, I think he's had a good, good decent reign with the title. He, I think he will be back. He, I think he's poised to have a title run uh, once again. So I'm, I'm more than happy. Uh, and, and sticking with that whole thing in relation to Johnny Gargano, I would say after his return, Austin Theory. Um, he's been, uh, I mean, I mean, he has honestly took a bit of a hiatus because of something else we'll talk about, I guess, um, for which he is of course now innocent. And he obviously was able to just, you know, uh, you know, after he joined the Garganos, I was like, this is perfect for him. You know, joining heel Gar- Johnny Gargano, this was perfect. So, I mean, I'm really looking to see what Austin Theory does. And I guess, well, I can also mention, um, Harvey Darby Allen uh, just because of you know finally taking that title off of Cody Rhodes the North American title I'm sorry off of Cody Rhodes and uh, you know doing some great stuff with it so those are just some of my personal picks
0: yeah I mean Darby Allen definitely is right up there with people that could have definitely won this award
1: but like Orange Cassidy
0: like Orange Cassidy and um, if you're talking about Orange Cassidy I mean, just look at what he's done with Chris Jericho this year. Insane stuff. In there, having main event level matches with someone who I consider a bona fide legend of the business. But, uh, you know, we're actually going to go over to the land of the rising sun for this one. Because the winner of Breakout Star 2020 is none other than DDT's Tatsuya Endo. Tetsuya
1: yeah. had an amazing year. Uh he he won the title the main title over there, the KOD title. Um he's in a faction, the hottest faction over there, uh called Damnation, and he won a tournament. And since he was the champion, he wouldn't go against the champion. He would choose who his his uh defense would be. He chose Kenny Omega. Omega then put a video out and said pretty much that he will come back to DDT and wrestle Endo for the title whenever this pandemic kind of dies down. Um, But, so instead of Omega, he chose his somewhat of a mentor, but the faction leader Daisuke Sasaki. And they put on one of the best matches of the year for DDT or just Puro in general, um, and he he defeated him, and that was major, and he got Daisuke to stay in Damnation and not retire, and it, it was a very big deal. Uh, Tetsuya Endo has been on my radar for a long time, and it seems like DDT has finally <clears throat> taken the steps needed for his uh, progression.
2: Yeah, I think, honestly, I wish, uh, I I, should, I think I should have spoken first because, Tim, you had so much to say. But all I will say is in that particular match with Daisuke, I just have to say, like, if you can be buried in a fucking mountain of chairs and then just get out of that, um, that right there boosts your, uh, you know, position up for, you know, best breakout star of the year. So, absolutely. Congratulations, Stetsia Endo.
0: Yeah, man. <clears throat> moving right along here. By the way, that match with Daisuke Sasuke is recommended viewing for Armbar Audio and The network Yes. Uh, we're going to move into a bit of a sour subject before we... I wanted to get this... kind of get it out of the way so we can go forth into an awesome positive video but we're gonna talk about um what's that sour grapes sour grapes man we're gonna talk about the uh the disappointment of the year or the disappointing moment of the year and there's been a few downs in wrestling this year um namely one that comes to mind is matt hardy's concussion at all out that was uh kind of brushed under the rug and um a, a a rare misstep for aew yeah Green,
1: um hardy's old school so he wants to finish the match but aew being who they are and who they say they are should have stopped the match um yeah or should have there was a reason why on the next dynamite uh his family was there because rebby being Revy uh was tearing that shit apart on Twitter yeah rightfully so uh you know uh they're having uh their fourth child yeah which is finally a girl so they have to she has to make sure that you know uh those kids have a father right um
0: and exactly. I, hey, hey. It it was just weird. It was it, it was a weird situation. It was um yeah. it seemed like you had a superstar and a doctor going against the wishes of the referee for the match, which was weird.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: that was You know what was, I mean?
2: Yeah, I, that whole situation just was really kind of dicey and you know, it I definitely watching that match it made me little bit it kind of did take me out of it and made me a little uncomfortable to watch the rest of it but you know i chugged along but yeah for me if i can think of any big disappointment it has to be raw underground um that product was doa um i mean they try to do something similar to uh you know blood sport right and or even like even a ufc kind of a product Um, I've even seen something similar to that on Chikara. Um, yes, I, have watched other promotions, Tim. Anyway, anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, and I was just like, my goodness, like I saw this, I was like, yeah, this is, this is faded to just absolutely freaking. You know,
0: um, speaking of Chikara, do you know what I learned recently that blew my mind? Yeah. Uh, that Orange Cassidy was fire ant in the colony. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Sweet. I had no idea. I didn't know much. I knew who the colony was, but like it was before the internet was what it is now. So I mm-hmm. never saw that stuff. You know what I mean? It wasn't as easily I'd available. Another
1: disappointment was um, the... Vince McMahon treating his independent contractors like employees when it came to yeah, yeah. third-party apps like Cameo and Twitch. Um, we saw Selena Vega uh, take a stand, and she was let go. And a per who a person who is viewed was viewed like a daughter with unlimited potential did not even get. A goodbye from Vince. He didn't even want to see her. They didn't even give her the
2: future endeavor tweet. That's fucked up, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> can we just can we just agree that Vince McMahon has been the biggest disappointment of 2020? <laughs> One of them. Uh, I mean, yeah, because going into the winner,
1: he
0: has a major. Anyway, let's go. Uh, the winner, uh, go this, Well, winner, quote unquote. uh the speaking out movement yeah i think definitely the biggest blow to the wrestling community this year um something that caused a lot of unease for a lot of fans straight up depression um just something like I think you 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 kind of expect it to be part of every fandom of every industry, but when it hits the one that you're really passionate about, it really stings, and this stung. Oh
1: yeah, yeah we had we had a lot of uh, entertaining and good wrestlers uh, outed as uh, sexual deviants and and uh, miscreants, uh, and also um that sucked but what's good about it is that people felt emboldened to be able to uh come forth with their stories and but but when you go into that territory um it's very it's it's very uh muddy waters because anybody can say anything about anyone And In this day and age, before it was you're innocent until proven guilty, now you are guilty until proven innocent, at least on social media and society in general. They see one thing and they they immediately make their decision. Um, We've seen companies like Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling uh, and other promotions take action uh, pretty swiftly. and. The WWE didn't. They they fired Jack Gallagher, who wasn't really doing anything. But the other names that were said
0: Reductive. especially
1: one major one, uh, they didn't even investigate. They didn't they didn't even care.
0: They said they, they did. Yeah. They said they did, but like
1: mm-hmm.
0: It all happened yeah, too fast yeah, for when anyone the, to when, believe when
1: it. The, when the person who came out about it was asked if there was an investigation, they said that they were not contacted at all. Um, but, uh, also when it comes to WWE, when you are, uh, when you have one of the best lawyers in America and, uh, you're running a business on that big of a scale, um, if there's no if there's no legal stuff coming onto your table, then why would you give it a lot of thought? Uh, so that that's another thing. That's another part about this, which is very like muddy, like um,
2: yeah. you know, again, dicey situation. Once again, um, I. Wait, wait, wait. Did you want to say something else, Tim? No, 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 I'm good. Okay, okay. Um, no, I just wanted to say, yeah, like I said, very dicey and very disappointing situation. I think probably the, like you said, John, the biggest blow to the <clears throat> pro wrestling industry since in a long the death. time yeah, since Chris Benoit's death. I would say, I mean, um, this was, uh, you know, one of those times where I was like, I've kind of questioned how proud I am really to be a wrestling fan. Like, not gonna lie,
0: um, I, I talked. I definitely question, questioned my love for the UK wrestling scene. Mm,
2: right. I talked mm. in length about the speaking out movement in one of my uh, nerdy Mark super shows. Just, if you just go to my channel after you watch this video and say, speaking out, you'll, you'll after find After this video. After this video, yes. Because I'm here too. <laughs> so See my sexy mug here and you can, see it, you can go see it over there. Anyway, um, but... No, uh, uh, no. Like if you just happen speaking out, it's like the first video that'll pop up. Anyways, but I think, um, like you said, especially that one particular wrestler who's still employed by WWE. Um, <laughs> I can't believe they freaking still kept that individual around. Uh, one thing I have done is uh, I used to when that person uh, came, you know, I used to talk about that person. I used to like snap my fingers and I would make the screen all go purple with my editing magic. Uh, that particular effect has officially been retired from my channel because uh i do not support sexual predators although it was great to see kushito break his fucking arm that oh, was yeah. great. and but anyway but this uh, all joking aside uh the speaking out movement absolutely disgraceful
0: and absolutely- there's a uh, th- also there's a there's a piece of merchandise that used to be a staple of our set here that is no longer there yeah <laughs>
1: Uh I'm going to go out and say this. Uh, uh, whenever I found out a certain wrestler was outed, uh, I was going to burn my T-shirt of this guy. But uh, this was another part that I wanted to talk about. Where is forgiveness in today's age? Because uh, some of these people who were outed, admitted to it they took the blame they apologized genuinely like in in many many uh, worded tweets or uh, uh, notes and such like that posted uh, and some even donated to charities <laughs> for for like sexual assault uh, victims and such like that. Why, why isn't that enough? Um, It it just seems the world is just really
2: fucking weird right now. Like,
1: yeah,
2: I will say this though: fuck Jim Cornette. Yeah, I I mean,
0: yeah, in most scenarios,
1: I I am not gonna be under his wife while he watches so I can get a PS five. So, right.
0: Hey. Nowadays, it might be the only way to get one. True. <laughs> it's so true. That
2: is. Pull so- <laughs> oh so that everywhere. Jesus Christ.
0: If if I it, if if yeah. I wouldn't have found a Nintendo Switch when I did, I may have made that phone call.
2: Hey <laughs> Jim, I, I want to be a wrestler. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, I just want to Switch.
2: Hairy beef? If anyone watching is a sugar mama or sugar daddy, you got three people who want to fucking PS5. So, you know, just slide into our DMs. They're open. I don't want a PS5. Just sponsor my fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't want to work
0: anymore.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: anyway,
3: Edward.
0: let's get to the next uh, yeah piece of business. We are talking about the worst and best gimmick of 2020. Yes, uh, Bad gimmicks. I would
1: like to say, uh, there's one that comes to mind on the male side. Uh, the best man hero oh. uh, oh. is is Gosh. okay. So we always talk about how AEW does things right. We talked about whenever it was happening the nightmare collective or yeah, collective. And as soon as People started saying that that was shit. AEW threw it out. This Miro thing, this best man thing, is just straight garbage. I I know I like I understand that I he loves this. to play video <laughs> oh. games and he has a Twitch. I know that he came from Bulgaria from nothing and now he has a model wife <clears throat> whom he had sex with in a tank at WrestleMania. And he makes a I mean, shit ton of money, so he could, you <laughs> know, he could buy the the outlandish things that he wears. None of that bothers me. The thing that bothers me is you've got this guy, who 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 should be running through motherfuckers, and he's next to Kip Sabian. Uh, it's not it's not helping either either guy. The best I want, man. I want what what more. makes you. What makes you the best man? I I haven't noticed uh, what makes him the best man. I don't understand the re- I still don't understand the relationship
2: between him and Sabian.
0: I really want um, nothing more. I want nothing not, more not. than for this wedding to be over and right. gone. Like
2: Can they get married now? Just get Please. married now.
0: Get it over with.
2: <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, I'm. Not, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I can't believe I said this. I know Tim. You mentioned this to me once, but I have to steal it. But he was honestly. Rusev, at this point, was a lot better than, than Miro is right now. The uh, thing is, it's the one thing that, that separates all of this is that
1: work. in WWE, from the beginning, in NXT, to his WWE debut, all the way till the end, he was presented as a top guy, and then mm-hmm. a top mid card guy, so he had a glass ceiling. We know in AEW, they don't have glass ceilings. You can go as far as you as you can possibly take yourself. But they threw him in a fucking hole with this gimmick.
2: Yeah. However, I will say this. there is seems to be a uh, ray of hope because now there's this whole thing where he's going to face off against uh, Chuck Taylor at uh, New Year's Smash. New, not, not New Year's Bash, New Year's Smash. And if he wins, uh, Chuck Taylor has to be his young boy which basically means, like, his servant has to get him his coffee, probably has to iron his freaking uh, Gucci. Uh, Bring his bags to the, yeah, carry his that, bags. That, right there, could give him something. So I'm actually looking forward to see what they do. Hopefully they don't screw it up with Miro. Um, for me, I would say another name that comes to mind uh, would be Kenta, uh, the former Hideo Itami. When he debuted in New Japan, I was very excited uh, especially when he did the whole thing with uh, Katsuyori Shibata. And um, now, I mean, he hasn't really done that one thing, you know? And I would have, you know, so – and I know, Tim, you want to – I know, Tim, you're going to touch up on this, but just one sec. Uh, I just want to say, like, I still have some hope for Kenta just because, you know, now he's you – know, there's a pod, there's that uh, match, again, for the IWGP US Championship. He's the next challenger. And who is the champion? That would be one John John. Moxley. I I can't do it, but John Moxley. And uh, that, if he takes it off of John, that could be that one thing that elevates him uh, to the next level and actually makes me, I don't know, give a shit, (laughs) right? Uh,
1: Before we reveal the worst gimmick, I I would also say since you brought up New Japan, um, we saw a change at Wrestle Kingdom, but that was in 2021. But the gimmick of Master Watto is fucking was fucking terrible. It was bad. His his gear, his gear was garbage. The fact that he has the name the word master in front of his name is is shit. But <laughs> then but then we saw it at Wrestle Kingdom, his gear changed, his hair changed. So he was more palatable for, for us to, to watch. And he has very unique offense. But in the year of 2020, he uh, that gimmick was just poop sandwich. Yep.
0: Okay. But the worst gimmick of 2020, and I think it'll be pretty unanimous with most wrestling fans in general, Retribution.
2: That the also- reason why
1: this is the worst <clears throat> gimmick is because everyone in, in the faction is talented all of them handle social media like pros i mean dijakovic or t-bar his his twitter is fantastic they they brought in this group who was supposed to be a big deal and then immediately and, and then they revealed ali to be the leader And it was like, okay, this is awesome. I know Ali can cut promos if given the time. He's a great wrestler. I wonder what they're going to do. And then they jobbed them out to the Hurt business as soon as possible. Um, It's shit. I mean, like, the fucking name of Shane Thorne now... uh, Slapjack. Yeah, Slapjack. That's so stupid. Um... If they just
0: somebody, I forget who it was, but somebody hit the nail on the head where they all sound like um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, but but every wrestler in the group is 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 so much more, and and Ali got to show that a little bit this week on Raw Talk. I see a lot of Raw Talk and talking smack clips. And it seems like those shows are better than the actual shows that WWE produces.
0: Yeah, weird, right?
1: So weird.
2: Hey, um, how okay. dare you talk down about my group retribution? We're <laughs> in Stone Plate, the most vicious member of all. And I'm going to hack the system.
0: It looks like yeah. Oh, you actually have both gloves. I thought you were hiding your other hand because you couldn't find the other glove.
2: Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean this was
2: this is absolutely disappointing. I hated Again, another gimmick that was DOA, dead on arrival. Um, you know, as you can see by my really shitty impression.
0: Sid, I'm going to say, it, I, I feel like it took a really long time for you to put on three things.
2: I mean, I
1: would. <laughs> no, yeah, was, I, I, I'd hate to see to see how he gets dressed. No, <laughs> well, okay. I was putting on the mask. So Were you just waiting? I put, I put my pants yeah. on one thing at a time, like everybody else. I'm not so sure Sid does.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I jump up in the air and then I and I, and I put him on. That's what I
0: do. He does a backflip yeah, too. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then <laughs> anyway. I'm fucking Will Hustler. Anyway. No, um uh, but I'm a PSA to tell people to continue to wear their masks. Just you know. Wear your mask, people. Anyway. Even though retribution's shitty, wear your mask. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: hey, that's hey, that's one thing they're promoting is wearing masks. So hey That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, they sound like yes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle minions, not even the villains. Yeah. And uh, my goodness, like people like uh, yeah, Mia Yim. I mean, my God, man, like I'll, I, she was. I was so hot on Mia Yim during NXT, especially with her, you know, her teaming up with her boyfriend Keith Lee and taking on uh, the Garcanos. And I was like, why did you, why did you do this to her? Yeah, you know, I mean, her name was okay, the Reckoning, Fine, whatever. But, like, they just, like you said, they, they made them jump to the hurt business and to the fiend. And like,
0: I will say, I will say um, of Dio the Madden. group, Dio Madden looks, I, I don't know, what his, is his name Mace? Yeah, he's Mace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's the one, he looks fucking badass. <laughs> I like he, him.
2: I, I'm, I'm, he looks like a dollar store predator, though. So. The thing is, uh, now in
1: retrospect, uh, you're bringing an anarchist group uh, similar to Antifa, uh, mm-hmm. which isn't really a group. Not very uh, real group. But um, you're bringing in this group into a, a, a multi-billionaire's corporation. Did we expect them to go over? Should we have expected them to
2: go over?
0: No. I mean, Sanity got over the yeah. Sanity was kind of similar. Sanity but um,
2: they went in NXT but they sucked in the main roster.
0: Yeah. Right. But still I think if retribution, if if retribution was an NXT gimmick or an NXT group, it would probably be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, but- because Triple H <laughs> <laughs>
0: because
1: what I, the, the comparison I'm trying to make here is Retribution is supposed to be Antifa. Vince McMahon's supposed to be who? Oh, okay. That
2: person. That person. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to.
1: His, his real good friend. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's not... So should, should we have expected? WWE Hall of Famer. To not fail?
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. No. I mean, but even then, like, see, like, look at the Nexus that failed terribly too, and that's and then John they had
0: Eh, not so bad, not not as bad. Well, they got they got when they put John Cena in it, that was weird. But like, you got murdered by John Cena. You still got people in it that were awesome. Like Wade Barrett was awesome. The
1: the night that they came, it was awesome, and what they were supposed to do with them was gonna be awesome um but yeah they shit the bed on that but yeah. this is 2020 tw- we're talking about 2020 yeah so what's the best gimmick guys oh well i think we all agree yeah
0: the best gimmick was unanimous the best gimmick of 2020 is clearly uh tribal chief roman reigns yep and the
2: oh wait you don't do that anymore sorry
0: the biggest reason that this is so good and it's it's the it's really one of the things that is keeping me, uh, staying tuned to what WWE is doing, uh, more so SmackDown than Raw, but it's the way that Roman always should have been, and yeah. he's acting like he did when the Shield first started. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sid.
1: Yeah, but even even more so. I mean the yeah. fact. The fact that he aligned with Paul Heyman, uh, that that he's talking to his family members and even now going on to the SmackDown roster saying that I'm the reason that people tune in. I am the reason there's food on your table. I am the head of the table. I'm the tribal chief. I am the reason that you are still employed. Like, that shit is hard. That's hard shit. And, And the whole... It has elevated... Uh, Jay Uso, uh, so much. Um, I mean, now I actually know their names. Like I could distinguish who's who. Yeah, so
0: that's yeah.
1: pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, without the <laughs> face paint.
2: <laughs> I mean, it only took them five years to to do it, but hey, I mean, we've only been clamoring for hey, five. Hey, don't holes. don't.
0: I'm I'm, I'm still I'm still pissed that the second that I realized which Uso was which based on face paint. They stopped wearing the face paint Oh That yeah. still makes me mad
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry
0: I'll never forgive them
2: Right wait, So wait. We're moving on <laughs> Finally You know Hey it took him five years But look you know what Honest to God Better late than never uh, Yeah looks, His look It looks great I mean yeah, yeah he just took his shirt off But that right there He just has a much more Imposing figure He
0: shed and, the shield Bullshit yeah, um, uh, John Moxley as Dean Ambrose immediately got rid of the Shield shit. Seth Rollins immediately got rid of the Shield shit, and they tried to keep it on Roman for five goddamn years for no reason.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think there was reason. What was like, the reason? It just wasn't good. It just wasn't. Uh, yeah, because the Shield is arguably. One of the best factions in wrestling history. Uh, I don't care if anyone sacrifices me. Right,
0: right but uh, but it doesn't work with one person. <laughs> no, no, <Right>. it does. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'll, I'll I'll put the the, the shield fist in. There you go. Tim, I mean, Tim doesn't want to play. <laughs> Tim's not friends with. What's that ring? What you got going on?
1: How do you I not know about that, John? He's talked about it countless times.
0: Uh, okay, never mind.
1: It's his grandfathers.
0: Okay. The who? Your ring. Oh, the
2: ring? Yeah.
0: I thought maybe yeah. you were the Red Lantern.
2: Yeah, yeah that's him. <laughs> I'm fueled by rage. <laughs> <That's the fan. laughs> anyway, no, Uh, I think, yeah, Roman, I mean, every time he gets down to, gets in the freaking ring, I want to watch. Yeah. I'm just like, and, and... his matches, dude, his matches have gotten so much better. Yeah. Because. There's so much character work in there. Like when he was well, that I quit match, I was crying with Roman. Well, not actually, but I was all I was about to cry with Roman. I was like, I was like, dude, this is the guy who said suffer and suck attached five years ago and would refer to your balls as tater tots.
0: This is and the guy. Up. Yeah. This it's like, it, just make him keep saying tater tots. People yeah. will eventually laugh if he says it 50 times. No, maybe 60. No, maybe 70. No, we're not going to laugh, Vince. But that's such good shit. God damn. You've done so much right, but so, oh, so much wrong. It's like, yeah. it's like, he's like your grandfather that's like really like racist. He's a war and, hero. He, he's really, he was a war hero. war hero. Your grandfather
1: he's, was a war hero. And he's like and super he racist. Raised a great family. Yeah. And then, but, and then he got fucking dementia. And,
0: and, but and, and like he's really <laughs> racist yeah, and he's like he's really mean to the whole family. But he makes really good pasta salad.
3: There you so go. That's Vince
0: McMahon. It's like he does he does these few things really good. But like,
2: <laughs> what you're saying is Vince makes really good pasta salad.
0: He might. I mean, it, it's easy. I don't eat that
2: shit.
3: It
1: stinks. Get
2: them from a bull.
0: From a bu-
1: what? <laughs> I have them carve the live
0: animal in front of me. That's like, how rich I am. I like to watch the life drain from their eyes. <laughs> Gives me a sense of power. Ha ha ha. And a hard on. Anyway. Oh no. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> what, did you uh, say? Okay. what did you say? <laughs> uh okay. Well, on that note. Just... Whew, let's wrap it up. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody uh, should be wrapping it up. Yeah. That's uh, uh... <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> we have to move. We don't
2: want any more of his shit kids running around. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm not arguing uh Uh, happy new year guys happy new year 10 11 days in um so we are going to talk now about some of the best uh segments of this year so stuff like firefly funhouse or um we had uh what, what were some other good ones we had the the debate between Chris Jericho yeah. and Orish Cassidy. Like, start naming some of your favorite yeah. segments of the I year.
2: Wanna, okay, I do want to talk a little bit the Firefly Funhouse. And yeah. Obviously, the Firefly Funhouse segments reintroduced us to Bray Wyatt, re, uh, told his story. And the thing is, with Bray Wyatt, he has a lot of lore packed in with him, like, you could make an entire, like if Marvel or DC were to get the copyrights from Gray, they could make a really good series out of just the fiend, you know? Yeah, And that's why it's so, I think that's why just because I'm I'm a huge superhero fan and comic book nerd as well, uh, that just appeals to me. And honestly, I will say, I know, John, you have your feelings about this one, but the Firefly Funhouse match was still one of my favorite things that they did in WWE. Absolutely. 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 It's fine. It's not a match. I'll give it to you there. But the storytelling in there,
0: the I have gone, I have gone on record as saying that it was great for what it was.
2: Right. No, I agree. Yeah. And, well, let me, let me just say, like, this is a great, just a beautiful psychological dissection of a character in this case, John Cena. Yeah. And I personally, it makes me want to see more Firefly Funhouse matches, like him against. Hell, that- if we're talking about the Firefly Funhouse, though, can we
1: talk about the excellent addition of Alexa Bliss? Because yeah. when we all first heard about Alexa being involved, we were all kind of like, oh, "I don't know," but Alexa has shined, oh, yeah. shined on the Firefly Funhouse, and has been nothing. But a great asset to the world in which Bray Wyatt
2: is presenting. Yeah. yeah, he has like basically his own like cinematic universe. Like, if whenever Bray retires, I would love to see just like a bunch of Grindhouse films with the Fiend. Like, I'm not even joking. I want to see that. That would, would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're gushing about the Fiend too much. But I think another uh, segment is just everything that Dark Water has been doing on BT. Just.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we, we can definitely. I, I'd say that that counts. I'd say that definitely counts. Um, yeah. The the BTE, so we we could even mention the BTE title. The fucking gator golf thing, hilarious. Yeah. The mustard, amazing. The um yeah the he's mustard boy, skittle boy, uh, bottle cap kicking boy, pizza boy. He
1: wouldn't be any
0: boy if it me. wasn't
1: for the late great John Hoover. Yes, the exalted one is one of the best gimmicks we didn't talk about, and he no. gave the Dark Order direction and gave it a a, a reason. Gave everyone in that group pretty much rules. Um, John Silver and Alex Reynolds have both said that before he showed up, they were a per appearance act. Yeah. Uh, so they basically got signed. He brought in Anna J, and as Sid has told me, gave her the number ninety nine in honor of Wayne Gretzky, yeah. um, the great one. Roddy Lee, the exalted one, did a lot for the Dark Order, and those Dark Order bits on BTE, we were capped off by his performances, as John is showing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the iconic throwing of the papers But
0: also uh, And fucking barbecue sauce <laughs> And also hey, I mean hey, Fucking Cowboy Day Cowboy Day was a great segment That whole episode was amazing
2: Yeah Absolutely Oh yeah and uh, one more <laughs> thing One more thing I just want to say
0: Fucking man No <laughs> No they're friends now we don't say fuck Hangman anymore. Well, Brody, uh, Hangman he, even does. Hasn't, he, Heyman. hasn't, Heyman. He, been hasn't he been through enough? Hasn't he been through enough? But uh, unquestionably, the best gimmick or er, the best segment of 2020. Um, going just based on statistics, because it was recognized by Time Magazine for 2020. I thought it was uh,
2: the New York Times.
0: Was it the New York Times? That sounds more <laughs> correct, but yeah.
2: New York Times.
0: Late dinner debonair, folks.
2: Yeah, that was great.
0: Widely yes. regarded by many fans, even those that don't really care for Jericho or MJF, as one of the best segments in wrestling history.
2: <clears throat> oh yeah, I think it felt. Excuse me, it felt like a like a like a, not not a messed up one, but like it felt like a. An adult Disney movie, yeah, that whole and I just loved every bit of it. Uh, first of all, MJF's got pipes, I'll tell you that. Like, that man can freaking, well, sing. yeah, the, he, he well, was gonna be an opposite, he was, he wanted to be an opposite, yeah, yeah, he wanted to be an opera singer, yeah. And he did the I know the You Are My Sunshine, he
0: is my sunshine,
2: yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, I think yeah. that that segment, the whole just everything going into yeah. it, just we need the rarest steak, I guess, as. It's, it's I guess it's rare. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat steak, but uh, yeah,
0: uh, I had oh, I had steak for dinner today. Hey, I, is I it? Got, a I I have to huh? ask, I'm
2: sorry. I know we're doing this live. I have to.
0: What's
2: ask, that? Is it a crime to put ketchup on your steak? Uh, I've heard people say that. If you it's can a, do a really whatever you want, it, you're eating it, like you, like, you that, can do whatever you simple. want,
0: but like you shouldn't need to put ketchup on it. I'll say that
1: you shouldn't need to put <laughs> anything. In it.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't need to put anything on, but okay. toppings can be nice. Cause mine today, um, it 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 had this like spicy, like garlicky sauce with it, and it All had right. little tiny shrimps on it. It was so good. But nice. I digress. Um, <laughs> I would never, I I I would never go below uh, medium on my steak, so I would instantly lose the contest that Jericho and MJF were having so uh but yeah um the song was hilarious and actually good the fact that they
1: did the song backwards was pretty fantastic as well
0: and impressive (laughs) uh just just watch it just go watch it my favorite line was we're closer than Cody is to a jackass that was my favorite (laughs) even though I love Cody And, uh, moving on now, we're going to talk about some of our favorite feel-good moments in wrestling this year. Um, definitely have to mention Tetsuya Naito getting both the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles. Um, long time coming. Long time coming. And we just had that again with Kota Ibushi, um, He's been the Intercontinental Champion before, but he finally and this technically happened in 2021, so we're not really putting it here. But yeah. like yeah. him him finally getting the heavyweight title was really cathartic.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh what else? What else did we have? Um I am going to say that the Brody Lee tribute show mm-hmm. was really, really feel good. And yeah. If this other thing hadn't happened in this year, that probably would have won. Yeah. Because I mean, if if you watched that with dry eyes at any point, check yourself. <laughs> other
1: feel two other feel good moments uh, that I would like to say uh, regard Drew McIntyre. Uh, his his performance in the Royal Rumble uh, was fantastic. He he eliminated Brock. He subsequently. Beat Brock for the title at WrestleMania, which was amazing. The WWE finally crowned a UK WWE champion. Uh and Drew has has um has been given a bad hand uh because of the pandemic and because he's on Raw. But Drew McIntyre is is a lot of ways like um Brett where he was the top guy in a bad time. And right. I think I think once the crowds come back, um all the naysayers of Drew McIntyre
2: are gonna be shut up when the crowds come back.
0: Yeah. But I
2: think within that John, what you were saying, the Brody Lee tribute, yeah. within the show, that feel good one of the best feel good moments was Eric Rowan slash Eric Redbeard just coming out, you know, helping the Dark Order win their match. And then, yeah, I said, goodbye for now, brother. We'll see you down the road. And
0: God damn it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how anybody could watch Tony Khan hug Brody's kid and not just openly weep.
2: Dude, I'm about to, okay, we need to move on.
0: Like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, what, what one, John? Well, I'll tell you, Tim, you rushy bastard. Uh (laughs) Definitely Becky Winch's pregnancy announcement. Oh yeah. Especially the way that it was done. Yeah. It was Oh also was, speaking of pregnancy announcements, uh John Moxley and Renee Young. Or yeah, Renee Peckett. The way they it did awesome. it too,
2: like yeah. the way how he just like cut a promo on Kenny and Cash's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I got a pregnant wife at home and yeah. wow, also I'm gonna kick your ass. That was that was fucking awesome. Like you know, <laughs> You good there, John.
0: I'm here. Yeah, and it was that- done only the way John Moxley could do it. So,
1: <laughs> money in the bank.
0: Yeah, but we're Oscar won.
1: Oscar Win- won the money in the bank, and Becky was presenting it to her. But as they were standing there, uh, Becky pretty much said that. She was going away for a while because she was pregnant and the contract was not in the Money in the Bank briefcase the title was. And Asuka was happy that she was the champion but she was more so happy her reaction to Becky's pregnancy made the announcement so much more special yeah. because you could tell how much Oscar felt for Becky becoming a mother, uh, and, and that
2: her. it was just so great, yeah. So, great. like, more than like you know, to your point, Tim, like, I think, oh, that was weird. Uh, I think Oscar felt happier for Becky than she did for her, uh, herself, yeah, being, which itself just made that announcement so cool. And obviously, now they have their uh, baby, uh, girl, right? They have a baby, yeah,
0: girl, right? true. yep.
2: And uh, that's that's just uh, amazing. Also, I guess since we're talking about pregnancies, congrats to Brandy and Cody.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: For, yeah, Brandy's being pregnant, and I, I don't know if this this counts, but Yeti Pinkerton is another feel good moment for me. Who yeah. did? Follow them on Inst- if you Follow Cody on Instagram. They have a new puppy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, wait, I was
2: wait. actually
1: going to mention we that. About but pregnancies, what about JoJo? I think she's pregnant again, or is she, she really? just had another child. Wow. Huh. Bray then, Wyatt don't know how to stop. He's Him and Matt Hardy are going neck and neck
0: Dude, for, for they're how gonna many have, children can we they have. They're going to have a fucking Survivor Series match just with their kids. <laughs> <laughs> want, dude,
2: Matt Hart, Broken Matt Hardy, part of the Firefly Funhouse with his kids. And Bray Wyatt with his kids.
0: Dude, it's like... <laughs> little fiends! Can you imagine if they would have been It's like Cell doing- Juniors. Can you imagine if the Firefly Funhouse would have been going on at the same time as Bray was with Matt Hardy? That'd be fucking ludicrous. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean... Congrats to Becky and Seth. It was so awesome, because... And the thing... What made it, like, the tearjerker-type moment was, like, Asuka doesn't have full control of the English language, so she, like, asked... She asked if she heard it correctly, and then when she realized she did hear it correctly, it was just nuts, and she was going crazy. It was awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, congrats to Seth and Becky, and everyone else. Yeah.
0: And But we're going to talk about some of the most shocking moments of 2020. I'm going to mention one name and one name only. Sting.
3: That sting
0: was such a shock. Um yeah. uh, if, if we're going based on debuts, I'd say definitely Matt Hardy, Sting. Um even Brody. Matt Sydal showing up. Uh Brody showing up, Matt Sydal being, being Yeah. Huh?
2: Brody winning the title
0: off of Cody. Yeah, Brody winning the title. Darby winning the title off of Cody was like, yeah. whoa. Um yeah. Uh oh, uh I, I think Tai Chi having an amazing G1. <laughs> Evil leaving Wilson
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Down yeah. The pump, winning Bullet Club.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But very shocking. Overall. Shocking. Uh, I think most will agree the shock of the year is Edge returning at this year's Royal Rumble. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like, yeah, we thought, we thought we did, but we didn't. Cause there he is yeah. doing the graps when he wasn't allowed to for a while. But <laughs> um, yeah, Edge was a guy that was told he was never going to wrestle again. Um, yeah. And when that buzzer went off and there was that long pause, and then just the you think you know me, that crowd, that crowd made this moment what it was. <laughs> like the, you Only could see it. You could see it I'm on crazy. the people's faces. You if could see.
1: Come to life.
0: Okay, Tim. We got it. <laughs> It's a fucking great song, man. It is a great song. But, like, you could see it on people's faces that they were, like, they didn't believe that it was happening. (laughs) You know what I mean? Tim, you want to talk a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, he went on to put on great stuff in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, All of us thinking, you know, there were many possible feuds that could have happened after that Rumble especially with AJ Styles, which I think they should revisit, they should visit, uh, when edge returns, but we got the greatest math wrestling match of all time. I put that in quotations because I don't feel that way. And most people don't, but it was fucking great. It was a great match. And the build to it was fantastic. Uh, Obviously I'm talking about edge and Randy Orton and, um,
0: Randall, it, it Randall was Keith, Randall Randall Keith. It
1: was it was great stuff, man. The build to it was great. The match was great. Um, unfortunately, Edge tore a tricep and has been gone. But uh, he he's signed and he's gonna come back, and
2: that's fantastic. Hope he returns to the Rumble, honestly, once again.
0: What if that? What if that just becomes his gimmick every year?
1: Injures himself in the, in terms
0: of the
1: Rumble. Hey Vince, like, I'm gonna kayfabe an injury around uh, August. Don't and even then do August it. Don't back. even do
0: that. Don't even do that. Just be at the Rumble and then just be gone for yeah. no reason. No,
1: he's got to feud <laughs> after the Rumble, into Mania, and then right after
2: Mania, just bounce.
0: Yeah, but it'd be funnier if it was just the Rumble and then he was gone again. <laughs>
2: like I, I'm gonna head out. You know, after you get done. <laughs> Yeah, edge. The trying. camera
0: follows him. He gets eliminated, and the fucking camera follows him to the parking lot, getting into the car and leaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what they should do. Another
2: shocking moment was
0: actually, I would
2: say, Don Callis uh, basically announcing the alliance between AEW. Oh and AEW. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like when he said, "Visible um, hand, man." Miserable hand. I mean, it did. It started in 2020, but 2021 is going to be the year that that's going to be, like, the thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, 2021 is looking damn good for pretty much every wrestling promotion out there. I mean, we're having uh, New Japan is coming back to TV in the States and the UK and India. They're getting into India. Oh, yeah. That's what I've heard.
2: Talk to my cousins about that. Yeah, yo, watch New Japan.
0: And uh, we're gonna move on now. Yes. To some of the best storylines of the year. What do we got?
2: Ooh, I would say the whole thing with uh, MJF, whether he would join the inner circle or not.
0: That was good. I think that MJF's campaign to be AEW champion was good as well. Some people didn't feel that way, but I thought it was hilarious because of the time frame that it was happening in. i would even say the
2: Fiend storyline. Like, the whole story of the Fiend. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Fiend storyline. Abushi's
1: storyline in the G1, where he wrestled everybody else's type of match, especially... His match against Tai Chi, where instead of forearms, headbutts, slaps, kicks, it was just kicks to the thighs to the point where Tai Chi had to be like taken out by people. Yeah. Uh, This leading to Ibushi winning the G1 for a second year in a row um, and his whole becoming God storyline, all of that stuff fantastic
0: i believe uh, i have become God. yes
2: <laughs> yeah for sure excuse me sorry and then it was, oh yeah will osprey storyline with uh okada that was a good one
0: but yeah but it- but again another thing that i think um because of when it started i think 2021 is going to be when we get the yeah. bulk of that you know what i mean
2: oh what about i know it started in 2019 but it ended in twenty twenty, John Moxley's quest to become AEW champion.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Um that was- all that all those matches he had with Jericho were fantastic. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I think also ooh um the uh uh best friends and Proud and Powerful was, was- cool with Sue's Van. Sammy and Matt <laughs> Sammy and Matt, definitely but I think storyline of the year The fall of Hangman Page. Yep.
2: Yeah, it all began at, I would say, when he lost to Jericho at All Out. um, Yeah. You know, and failed to capture the AEW Championship. From then on, you know, uh, because, you know, obviously getting drunk with booze and then uh, obviously right there, even FTR uh, getting into his head, you know, even though he won the championship with Kenny – he wasn't like even a hundred percent in it. It's really,
0: it, it's really impressive to me when wrestling can make me feel real honest to God emotion because I've been watching for so long and I know that it's all staged and, Oh, it's just how it's we're in blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I was legitimately pissed at FTR when they revealed that they were stringing hangman along the whole time. (laughs) Well, even before
1: that, um, when Omega and page formed and they, they won the titles page kind of started putting a wedge between himself and the bucks by saying things like, you know, aren't you supposed to be the best tag team in the world? Me and him got it first. And even so, they still weren't on the same page even then. And then just just what would happen after that where they lost the titles and Hang, Hangman still thought they were going to be a tag team and Omega just pretty much said, fuck that. And, and um, Omega ended up eliminating him from the Eliminator Tournament for number one contendership to the AEW title. And, and like we mentioned earlier about the BT segments they would always say fuck hangman at one point during this descent he joined them in the fucking chant
0: yeah and all the stuff with him and Brandon Cutler was fantastic yeah. like him trying to like uh trying to get Brandon to see the bucks the way that he saw them yeah. good stuff great stuff
2: yeah. honestly i'm not going to lie that God, that was a little personal, like, cause that that hit me, that hit home because I had a similar experience with someone. I don't want to get into yeah who this was, but yeah, I had a similar experience with um, like someone was the Young Bucks to my Hangman Adam Page. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah,
2: I was like, damn, this is cathartic. This felt good. I was like, oh shit. You know?
0: Well, there was especially less- dude, especially his uh, that promo on BTE when they were outside. And yeah, he, that's was, what I'm he about. and he was yelling at him um like oh like when they ask you to be when you ask them to be there for your match and they're not there and when they went when when they're asking you to, to put their bags in the truck and they're asking you to do this they're asking you to do that and when you ask them to be there they're not gonna be there you're gonna see it it's gonna happen to you because it happened to me yeah like that <clears throat> real yeah, that- Real That's what, emotion. Yeah.
2: Like I said, because it was so personal, it, it hit a lot more uh closer to home for me. But yeah.
0: You know, like, God it, damn it, dude. Hangman Page is going to be if he's not already, just a a supernova level wrestler.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sure. I agree. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry that it went places that it shouldn't have gone, but it just when you said that it, I got. You're
0: good, man. You're good. Yeah, that's what this is for. Yeah, it's a platform. Use yeah.
2: it. Hey, I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I didn't know this was therapy. Oh shit.
0: Yeah.
2: Anyway, Alright, let's move on, man.
0: We're talking about feuds. Some Ooh. of the best feuds of the year. Tim, uh, you start.
2: Yeah, yeah. I want to think
1: for a minute. Uh. I would say uh, Naito and Evil. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna say,
0: hmm, um, um, <laughs> Vince McMahon and Twitch, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Yep, uh, yep. I'll say. Uh Sami Zayn's Sami Zayn uh and I guess um Matt Hardy AJ and Jeff Hardy.
0: Oh uh, Sammy Zayn.
1: That, that whole thing was great. Stupid. Um yeah. I'm, I'm I would say um Hmm uh, shit. <laughs> uh yeah. Cody and Bro Cody and Brody.
0: Yeah, Cody and Brody for uh, sure. Uh,
1: Cody oh, and J F for sure.
0: And Um, going into go. Yeah. Moxley Kingston,
1: Jericho and orange.
0: And if we're going into what we got coming up, I mean, like, um, I think, uh, uh, team Taz and Darby and Cody, and hopefully at some point sting, like actually mixing it up is going to be awesome. Uh, it seems like Moxley's definitely not done with Omega. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, we're going to talk about the winner of Feud of the Year. Again, pretty unanimous with most wrestling fans Roman Reigns and Jay Uso.
2: Mm-hmm. So much emotion in this uh, feud. Culminating, well, of course, culminating finally with Roman, you know, with Jay joining forces with Roman, but. Like through the resilience, his promos—this is some of the best promo work we saw from Jey Uso. Like yeah. that felt real. Like when he said, "Why can't I be head of the table? Why can't I provide for my own wife and kids? You know, why does it always have to be you?" And because you
0: ain't the big dog.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> they even got Alpha, uh, uh, Sika, and Alpha to come out and put the lay on Roman, which was fucking yeah. incredible. <laughs>
0: really cool um,
1: just just overall man uh, all, <laughs> all the stuff that they're doing with Roman and Jay and uh, it's just top notch a plus shit
0: fantastic yeah. fan freaking
2: taste only thing they need is a new theme song for Roman but that's it
0: i think it will come eventually
2: yeah i mean he said when like there's something more that happens within that story It'll, it'll happen, but that's going to be interesting. All
0: right, we are coming into the lower half of the awards here. Um, we're going to talk now about the most improved male and female of 2020. Um, we're just going to get right into this because I think these are all pretty unanimous. The most improved uh, female. Ooh,
1: okay. Female. Okay, female. Tim, the... Me. Yeah, you uh, Does have one, one person that I would say, is a runner up is Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, she she is not the Diesel to Dakota Kai Shawn Michaels. She is Raquel Gonzalez. She won the War Games match. Her matches with Rhea Ripley have been fantastic. Uh, she she's just shown that she's not just muscle for somebody else she is going to be her own star yeah oh yeah
0: most approved female 2020 britt baker
2: yeah i think uh since her heel turn um she has improved so much and of course when she got injured i mean yeah it sucked but i think that the fact the way that she was able to capitalize uh, on that uh i think was just absolutely masterful you know, um, because normally, otherwise, and not even in WWE, I'm sure even in other promoters, they would have just taken her out and said, okay, you sit, you rest up and, you know, do whatever. Don't come out. But no, she came out every week still writing a golf cart, passing notes to Jericho. Well, not Jericho, to, to Shivani, you know, making fun of his, him uh, during his time at Starbucks, all that good stuff. Um, you know, even playing conspiracy theorist in one episode, that was yeah. really cool. So yeah, for sure, Britt Baker and her character work has improved, and even her move set has gone a little bit more brutal with the lockjaw uh, in her arsenal now. So I mean, yeah, absolutely, Britt Baker was her year was phenomenal.
1: The fact that uh, when she got injured, her her match right beforehand, uh, Jericho put her over when she was bleeding, and they made a shirt uh, like a kiss. Esque shirt and it was huge on pro wrestling tees and then the fact that her feud with Big Swool garnered more attention for the females division than their champion uh, is pretty pretty big shit Um, yeah and she also had the first cinematic match in AEW history so
0: yeah. Uh, most improved men of 2020. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Just thinking, sorry. Uh, What are people that really got? Uh, Do you, Tim, do you have anybody?
1: Like not off the top of my head. Uh, I, I would say that, that, um, I know who won and I, I, I think this was a unanimous decision as well.
0: I, I think so. so as well, but definitely New Japan Pro Wrestling's tai Chi. <clears throat> I mean, we touched on it a little bit earlier on his uh absolutely stellar run in the G1. Like well, before
1: uh, that, he completely uh, fucked
0: up our brackets for New Japan the, the New, Japan New Japan Cup. Cup 100% him and Yoshihashi were like the ruiners of the New Japan Cup.
1: Right. <laughs> um, his his tag title run with Zack Sabre Jr. at Th- Dangerous Techers actually so made good. me care about the New Japan tag scene. Uh,
3: yeah, the his New promo...
0: Japan tag scene is a subject we're going to touch on soon. On this show?
1: No,
0: not not on this show.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so um also his backstage promos against Cobb and oh my against Hashi, <laughs> just just really entertaining shit. Um before he didn't really resonate with me. I just thought he looked like an anime villain but not as handsome as he should be. <laughs> <laughs> and and like he 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 came off as a upper mid carter. But this yeah. year um he even beat his faction leader Minoru Suzuki
2: in the G1. Not so, Not
0: an easy feat for anyone.
2: Nope. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think just for the reason that he looked like an anime villain, or even like basically like a tuxedo mask from Sailor Moon, that kind of always you know kind of drew me a little bit towards. Yeah, tai he Chi.
0: was always he was always a guy that he was a guy that I was like I should. Be a fan yeah. of this guy, I yeah, should or, love this guy. <laughs> like, I thought, thought No, 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 no. I I don't I, I don't watch wrestling that way. I don't go based on who I should hate or whatever.
2: Um, no, but in, in kayfabe terms, you technically should hate. Yeah, him. he does a good job of being yeah. a chicken chicken.
0: But uh, like for a long time, it was like he would come out, and I would be like, eh, okay, it's Tai chi. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's cool. But. Like I know he's been there a while, so like respect and everything, but like but now I'm 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 watching when he's in there. I'm watching for sure. For sure. Like, yeah. We're gonna talk about the best indie female and male of twenty twenty. Uh the best indie female of 2020 was a tough category to pick. Uh, you have Ali Cat. You have, but at the same time, a lot of those amazing independent female talents are getting signed now. So you're finding it more difficult to think of who really is an indie female.
1: I think before we say who the winner is, uh, Kylie Ray should be mentioned. Absolutely. Um, she was poised to be the Knockouts champion in Impact. She was the Warrior Wrestling champion. Um, she had unlimited potential, uh, and she decided to step away from wrestling this year. And uh, we have an episode. Uh, it's either the first or second episode of Six and Sixty where we talk about her. But I did just want to mention her before we announce the one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think uh, Allison K deserves a shout out. I think Serena Deeb deserves a shout out. One hundred percent. It seems like a lot of indie people are winning. The winner, the winner the of uh,
1: the winner of the female uh, mini tournament at Bloodsport, who has also been shown on AEW Dark, Lindsay Snow.
0: Oh yeah, uh, she's really cool
1: watch out for. She's really cool. um,
0: I think Layla Hirsch as well. I don't think yeah. Layla Hirsch is signed yet. Um, yeah. I think when she right. does get signed, and, and say I'm Layla saying Hur- when. Yeah. I'm not saying if, I'm saying when. She's going to be signed. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> the winner, the winner, best indie female, I don't think there's any question. Thunder Rosa. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: Thunder Rosa I mean I saw her first on NWA sorry Tim, I, I just needed to get this out. But uh you know, Thunder Rosa, I saw her on NWA uh power for a little bit and like I like the moment she stepped Tim, on. Tim I uh, got it,
0: I got it, I got it, Tim, I got it. I'm sorry. I forgot. But I'm here. I got it.
2: Okay. What
3: happened?
0: Nothing. Tim left and now it looks weird. Okay. Oh,
2: dude, okay, why did you
0: leave? I don't know. I have it, Tim. Don't worry. I have it. I'm here. <laughs> um, He wants me to read this thing.
2: Okay. So, I mean, like, I just wanted to say one thing. But, like, I think, and she's also done a lot for other indie uh, wrestlers because she has started her own promotion called uh, Mission for Wrestling in San Antonio, Texas. So, a lot of the women, the indie women that you see, Wrestle in uh, AEW Dark. A lot of them are on uh, performing on Mission Pro as well. So it's it's basically for only women. That's a all women roster. It's like I guess their her version of stardom, if you will, or Tokyo Joshi Pro, if you will. Uh, Maybe not to the same scale, but it's still really cool. Uh, Obviously, like I said, when she first popped up on scene, it was on uh, an NWA Power for me and I was very impressed with her look. Saw her wrestle. Very very impressed. And when she came on to AEW, again, I think it's also a matter, I think she's, her getting into a feud with Britt Baker now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely knew about her before NWA Power, um, but I hadn't really seen much, but I definitely knew the name and I knew what she looked like. Like I knew enough to know who she was, but um, to me,
1: she was great as Cobra Moon on Lucha Underground. Yeah. She was the faction leader
0: that had uh, Luchasaurus in it. Very cool. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Oh, okay. I don't know enough about Lucha Underground. I gotta get. I gotta find a way to watch it all. Oh. Um, but Thunder Rosa <clears throat> held the Tokyo Joshi Pro International Princess Championship from May to July. Uh, the NWA Women's Championship from January to October and is still the Inspire Pro two dragon Twin Dragon Connection champion with Rachelle Rose. Thunder Rosa brought the NWA women's title to AEW and kept the NWA name alive by being on primetime cable television. She's had amazing matches with Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida, Priscilla Kelly, Kimberly, Molina, Maki Ito, and Allison Kay. Bang. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, what more do Thunder you need really. to know? If you're not a Thunder Rosa fan, you're fucking dumb. Uh, <laughs> right. Jeez, man. Ooh. Not Jeez, man. Yeah. That's These are undeniable truths. Yeah. And I'm spitting. Yeah. Spittin'. <laughs> Best Indie Males. I mean, Leo Rush, Blake yeah, Christian, kind of nice Lee Moirardy. Um uh Chris Dickinson.
2: Danhausen.
0: Danhausen. I mean, Jesus Christ. The list goes on and on. Indie wrestling is so fucking rad right now. It's so great. Can, we,
2: can we include Joey janella in that? Because he still does a lot for indies.
0: Joey janella I think, deserves at least honorable mention because sure. he is signed to AEW, but god damn it. Is there anybody doing more for independent wrestling right now? Nope. Nope. I don't think so either. But the winner, of course, is a man who absolutely 100% rules ass. None other than War Horse. Oh, no, no, I made myself laugh
2: how to do it. That's all right. No, I do that uh, all the time. Yeah. Jim, go ahead. I why don't you go ahead since you're the
0: no, indie I wrestler. got it. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it because if Tim does it, we can't look at his pretty face. Yeah. He's <laughs> gonna something. What? what? <laughs> um. To Tokyo. What? So, <laughs> so Warhorse has held the IWTV Independent Wrestling title for over four hundred days, including okay. defenses against Freddie. Yay! Hi. Uh, Zachary Wentz, Kylie Ray, Colt Cabana, Effie, Speedball Mike Bailey, Alex Zane, among others. And on July 29th, Warhorse came to AEW in a losing effort to dethrone then TNT champion Cody Rhodes.
2: Oh, yeah. Now,
0: holding the independent championship
1: for that long and also going on. Basically starting your own campaign on social media to get yourself and get independent wrestling noticed on such a grand stage.
0: And then it actually working. <laughs> how,
1: do you not, how do you not give it to him?
0: How yeah. do you
1: not give it to him?
0: I mean, especially in terms of like doing the most for indie wrestling. Warhorse, man. Warhorse. He right. rules ass.
1: He rolls ass, man. Like, oh, that's, that's,
0: all, that's all you need He tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he,
2: he's definitely like this. He feels a lot like this generation's ultimate warrior. It's still a lot more coherent than warrior
0: voice. <laughs> yeah, that's handsome. <laughs> <saying something. laughs> yeah. And also, just the fact that he's still wrestling after suffering that horrific injury that he did.
2: Oh, yeah, on his jaw, right? Yeah. Like, God damn it. Like, it so bad. I mean, I
0: can't, I can't look at the picture. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> Did Tony Deppin bad. do it to him? I think. Oh. Because I think Tony Deppin released a yeah. shirt
0: yeah. of the picture. Yeah. Tony Deppin. And speaking of independent males, Tony fucking Deppin. Who knew? That guy's amazing. He's so I good!
1: Had a, won that four way to get the ROH TV Championship uh, match at Final Battle, and uh, had a great match uh, with Dragon Lee. Yeah. Good stuff. Like also, you said John, independent wrestling is is good shit right now. I'm gonna man. shout I'm out.
0: Really. I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to Dan the Dead. I love that, that guy. That's fucking awesome. I love and, Dan the dead. <laughs> and another guy who.
1: This entire year was independent until the last fucking month. Alex fucking Zane. Yeah. Alex fucking Zane. I mean his his fucking feud with Blake Christian throughout the Indies put both of them on the map, finally getting the 15 year veteran Alex Zane signed by WWE. And now Blake Christian is showing up. He was in the X super X Cup this weekend yesterday. For uh, Impact Wrestling, um, and he's been featured on New Japan Strong. So, yeah, good, good stuff.
0: We're going to talk about now some of the best events of 2020.
2: Wrestle Kingdom 14.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Takeover
2: 31.
0: Takeover 31, for sure. Yeah, Tim, do you know, do, do you have any off the top of your head? War Games. War Games. Hell yeah. Uh, Royal
1: Royal Rumble. um, a a lot of a lot of the WWE pay per views delivered, I would say.
0: Yeah, TLC Um, especially TLC for sure.
1: TLC was great actually. Hell in a cell was better than TLC. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, (laughs) Halloween
0: Havoc. NXT Halloween Havoc.
2: That was good stuff. Yeah. Well no no, no, not Batch of the Beach. Is it this year Batch of the Beach? Yeah, did it. they do that this year? No, 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 no. It was last year. It was last year. It was last year. Okay. No, um, <clears throat> Fighter Fest. That's what I meant.
0: Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. But I think the best promotion or bleh, best. Event-
1: oh, the fucking uh, uh, New Japan at Jingu Stadium or.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That, the one at, that was at, fucking at awesome. At the baseball diamond. Such cool yeah. stuff. So amazing. GCW Slime Season was fantastic. The Collective in its entirety was just an awesome thing that happened. Um, But, yeah, let's move on. We got Event of the Year, Full Gear. I mean, like, top to bottom, AEW's best pay-per-view. For sure. Since its inception.
1: Tim, go ahead. Uh, You had Kenny uh, against Paige. Silver versus Orange. Uh, FTR lost the titles to the Young Bucks um, in a fantastic match. One of the best tag matches of the year. Uh, you had uh, Moxley and Kingston in that great I quit match. Uh, was this the same one? Was this the one with uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa?
0: No, well, I think was, this was Sheeta and Nyla. Nyla, oh,
2: okay. Okay. And
0: I think this is where we had Allison Kay and Serena Deeb on the buy-in.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I even on the buy-in. It was on the main show. It opened was it end. on the main show? Yeah, they... they, they what was the said, buy-in? Said, what, what, what... No, it was they, supposed to be that, but I uh, guess It was supposed they to be wait. that. They said, forget it. They just want to put it on the main show. What was the buy-in? There was... I don't think there was anything on the buy-in.
0: No, there... There was, but I can't remember. Yeah. It got replaced there. on the buy-in. That's what happened. Ah, okay, gotcha. yeah, But I don't remember what replaced it. Yeah.
2: Okay, I will just say there's one thing. And just and that's it. So I talked about it on the top of the show how despite the pandemic, wrestling industry kept chugging on. And this was right here, a wonderful example of that. Um, I think once this pandemic hit, all companies, AEW, WWE, everybody, were still like, what the hell are we supposed to do? You know, right. there's no fans, whatever. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Some of the quality did suffer a little bit with the episodes across both shows in the beginning. But after some time, I think AEW just said, you know what? Pandemic or no pandemic, we're going to give these guys a good fucking wrestling show. And it's exactly what they did. And just for that, I have so much respect for AEW, because, you know, like I said, they wanted to keep chugging along.
0: Yeah, AEW was definitely leading the charge in uh, wrestling during the pandemic era. They still are, man. They still are.
2: I mean, we're still in the pandemic era. But But
0: goddamn, dude, the full year, they just knocked everything out of the park.
2: Absolutely.
1: The promos between Moxley and Kingston leading up to that I quit Mm -hmm. match was just so fucking good. Yeah. Jeff's kiss.
0: Jeff's sure. kiss. Yeah, like one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, and like obviously, like even Kenny versus Adam Page, I would say is definitely like a dark horse in that pay per view for yeah. sure. So yeah, I'm,
0: yeah, I have nothing but good things to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, promotion of the year. New Japan had a really good year. Uh, Ring of Honor's return has been amazing. Mm-hmm. GCW, Noah. Noah is amazing. Uh, DDT is doing great things. GCW is quickly becoming my favorite independent promotion, maybe of all time. What about MLW? MLW is great, dude. But MLW just recently came back, but they're great. still doing good stuff. Okay. Stardom. <clears throat> Stardom is great, but...
2: Yeah. Maybe I the mean, NXT... And I have to put it out there.
0: But, I mean, you know, we're on the payroll, so we have to give it to AEW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they pay us monthly. Why
1: AEW is the promotion of the year is, is because well. this company cares. And what I mean by that is since its inception, they have done uh, benefit shows, for those of victims of gun violence they they do not um make the fans feel stupid like they tell you uh the background they may, they 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 make you feel like you know what's going on uh beforehand and um it's very, you they, feel a lot more immersed into the stories than you do with other promotions right um they have done great things for autistic people They have great representation with Sony Kiss and Nyla Rose. Um, They have the way they handled um, John Huber's death in that tribute show and what they've done for the Huber family is tremendous and beyond what I could have even imagined that they would have done. Um, And since the pandemic hit, Tony Khan told his his wrestlers, "If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to come to work." And everything that they had going on, he had to throw out the window, make audibles as soon as possible, rewrite <laughs> shows, and and he pulled it off. And then uh, they were filming at uh, at uh, the Nightmare Factory, right, or or like Q T Marshall's place. Yeah, and then they. They got the go-ahead from, I guess, Shadcon and was able to use the outdoor facility, Daly's Place, which gave them a huge uh, step above from WWE because they were able to have people in the crowds. At first, wrestlers, uh, and then it became uh, more of a social distance fan thing.
2: Um, So, yeah, AEW killed 2020, man. Sure, and I think one, one more thing. You're talking about all the people that, that you know they donated to. Um, we were, the main thing he was talking about with the whole donating to, for victims of gun violence. We were talking about fight for the fallen. This year's fight for the fallen. Um, I think Shivani mentioned it. They actually donated to victims uh, for uh, you know for the families of COVID nineteen.
0: Yeah, which as well. is
2: Very apt, and that's crazy. And, and...
0: the one
1: uh, Cody Rhodes shirt that I bought. Went to COVID 19 people.
0: Yeah, the red one. As well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the red, red one.
0: one. And yeah, yeah, go ahead. if somebody on their roster got COVID 19 or was in contact with somebody with COVID 19, we were told that that's why they weren't there.
3: Yeah.
0: We didn't have Sami Zayn show up after six months and they were like, oh, where's he been? What's going on? We have no idea what happened. Like, we're not fucking what? stupid. COVID what? What's COVID? <laughs> Is that a new what? opponent? Nothing bad happens in the world. Everything's peaches and cream.
2: <laughs> uh, our friends and family who have actually tested positive.
0: Yeah. Like, fuck
2: off. But, uh, uh, what I wanted to say <laughs> was on top of that, on top of all the good, great, amazing things they did, um, someone like me, this opened my eyes to so many, you know, other you know, wrestlers that have been killing it in the indies and giving them a national. You know, oh television.
0: hell yeah! I didn't even think about that. And what either. what they've been doing with AEW Dark this year? Yeah, like, and, indie, like indie wrestling took crazy. a fucking hit. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, you
3: guys are so really. much
0: so that uh
1: GCW Slime Season. uh You know they were they were it was basically a benefit show for independent wrestlers, and
0: yeah, and they're coming doing it again at the
1: end of this month. Uh, january 29th through the 30th they are having a 24-hour streaming special called gcw fight forever which john and i armbar audio have become sponsors of uh yeah. so check that out whenever it happens yeah uh because there's gonna be some things
2: uh <laughs> from your boys uh that you won't be expecting those, yeah, man, I need, damn. That's why I need to get on the grind, man. So far, I have, I slacked off so much last year.
0: We're filming. To... Uh, we no, making... don't say. Don't, I'm not gonna don't say. I'm not gonna tell them what they are, but like, they're gonna be stupid, but in the best we got, way. We got. <laughs> we got
1: four, four one minute commercials.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: that's awesome. All
0: right. That's awesome. I need, now... I
2: need to I need to seriously like, you know, I'll say it in the
0: end. We're coming in to the home stretch boys. We got matches of the year, female and male match. I'm going
1: to say, uh, I'm going to say there was a lot of G one matches that could have been considered. Um, uh, there was, uh, a lot of the wrestle kingdom matches could have been considered, uh, a lot of the AEW tag championship matches could have been considered. A lot of stardom matches could have uh, could have been considered. Um, the rivalry between Sasha and Bailey, uh, especially their match at Hell in a Cell, could have been considered.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, like, but, yeah. So,
1: Deonna and Jordan Grace's Iron Woman match, and Impact Wrestling. Could have been considered. That's so,
2: so definitely. Uh, oh, no, that wasn't
0: 2019. Damn. So here we go, folks. Yeah. The women's match of the year from Osaka Cinderella Dream 2020. It was Stardom's Julia versus Siri.
1: Yes. Yep. Julia put up the Wonder of Stardom Championship, and Siri had just won the. SWA Undisputed Worlds Women Championship, and they put them on the line. Uh, they are in the same faction, Donna Del Mondo, and they both proved why Donna Del Mondo has been shoved in your face this year. Yeah. Uh, if you were still wondering by the time this match happened, um, uh, it, it's just. It was just a fantastic war between friends, and you know, uh, in, in wrestling, when you have two friends who are wrestling each other, you are going to get a fucking great match, like Triple H and HBK or something like that, and this this was unreal. It went Absolutely. to a time limit draw, and it didn't disappoint and the emotion after the match ended
2: was, was felt through the screen. I would say for me, um, this year, 2020, definitely uh, because we did those lists, I got introduced to stardom quite a bit and, you know, obviously, yeah, I've definitely been impressed with what I saw. Um, just a lot of the Joshi, uh, promotions are just doing really great things. Um, and I think honestly, Sometimes I would even say that, you know, in, in, in a sense, the pandemic almost enabled them to do better. You know, this just goes to what I said about AEW. is like, oh, because, you know, we have, you know, we have no fans. We have to do better so that when we do get fans, they see a standard that they hold us up to. Yeah. And we have to, you know, you know, live up to it every single week. And that is what I think stardom is doing with every show that they they've put out so far. I definitely agree. So
0: So, men's matches, men's matches of the year. The men's match of the year.
2: There's a
0: few of them. (laughs) Walter against Elia Dragunov. Uh, Oh and (laughs) oh boy. For the NXT UK title, Tim. How many times within a week did you watch this match? Four to five. <laughs> within a week. Within if that a doesn't week. tell you what you need to know. Like I mean fuck. These
1: <laughs> two guys who are on the screen with me right now like to yank my chain. <laughs> God, man, I was watching me loving Purezzo so and oh. Joshi so much. Walter versus Ilya Jargunov was the best Puro match that I've seen all year. Yes, I know it's not Puro. Yeah. That's the point of what I'm saying. This shit was hard fucking hitting. The fact that Ilya Dragunov could deadlift fucking Walter. The guy had so much heart in that match. He was bleeding. Walter couldn't put him away. He finally had to take it outside the ring, and then even then he couldn't get the pin, and he had to choke the fucker out. And 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 you could see on Walter's face while he was getting up off the mat, he was looking at Ilya like he he was bewildered by him, yeah. and there was respect there. And, and this this match is what NXT UK needed when they came back to uh, live shows. And I got
2: to say a big shout-out, honestly, to Triple H for saying, let this match go 40 fucking minutes. Because it needed at least that much time. Because otherwise, you know, if this was on main roster, this would have been over in like five, honest to God. So I'm so glad. Anyway, let's not get into that. But... This match, yeah, like, Tim, I think you pretty much took the word right out of my mouth. You know, definitely the best example of a Puro match that is done by, you know, people in the West, <laughs> right? And, like, holy shit, like, you and I were watching this match, and my God, uh, you know, like, you you marked out so much. I did, too, but you So were... did you. Huh? So did you. Yeah, we both were marking out like crazy for both of these men, and... I think I mentioned this to you and I'll say it here. Walter is like the final boss. Uh, yeah. He has that kind of vibe. You know? And um, by the way, on a side note, I would love to see Walter versus Brock Lesnar at some point. That would be a damn good match. But anyway. Um,
0: I want Walter versus Suzuki.
2: That too, yes. I think it's <clears throat> going to happen.
0: Has it happened? I mean, Tim? I don't think so. You're the yeah. wrestling oracle, so you have to know. <laughs> no, I,
3: don't, I
2: don't think so. No, the wrestling.
0: I'll, I'll give you. Here's all you need to know about Walter versus Suzuki. <laughs> <There
2: you go. laughs> Bloody <would> just, chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. But oh my God, what a freaking match this was. And like, I think Ilya Dragunov is getting more and more poised to eventually dethrone Walter as NXT UK champion. And, you know, if this, and like I said, he looked amazing in defeat because, Tim, like you said, he. You know, had to he had to get choked out by Balter. No matter what he threw at him, he just kept on getting back up. And... All those
1: big fucking boots, all those oh yeah, guns shot, uh, uh...
0: shot, like <laughs>
1: chops, yeah. Ilya and, and, uh, off
0: everyone's flexes
1: and the lariats, yeah. and nothing could keep the man down.
2: Yeah, and like he definitely uh, Ilya Drunov, they booked him like an anomaly, and I. Love every bit of it. So yeah, man.
3: Yep, for yep. sure, I can't wait
2: to see the rematch.
1: I believe when we talked about it during the best matches of, uh, I believe November or October, uh, I called it the Giant Murder Baby against the Coked Out um, Russian. <laughs> Russian, but I no, I said something else about it too, like the a different cycle or but, something like
2: that. Yeah,
1: but like it, it was just incredible. Uh, no, no, I, another another uh, mention I would like to say before we get off the subject. Yeah. Go Shizaki, uh against Segura and against Nakajima was fucking awesome. All right. I
2: have one, two. Sorry. Go for I it. Go ahead. Uh, I would say the fight pit between Matt Riddle and Timothy oh, Thatcher oh.
0: was a
2: damn good match.
0: I cannot wait until the fight pit between Thatcher and Ciampa can happen. I can't wait. But we have our last four awards. They are our highest regards as well. It's the best faction, the best tag team, the best female, and the best male of the year. These are the four highest awards that we will award tonight. Hence, they are at the end. (laughs) Uh, The best faction of the year. You can make a case for LIJ. You can make a case for Undisputed Era. You can make a case... For uh, the, hurt uh, the, dark, the heart business, the heart business, heart business, dark circle. order, dark order, inner circle, uh, tringuda de la muerte. <laughs> but uh, also, um, Eddie That's Kingston's the... like family. That was good stuff. For the del Fantasma. The sure. del Fantasma. The si. uh, Galo del Fantasma. Since y'all like
2: it, we say the next Galo. Yeah, the Legado del Fantasma.
1: Team also also well. in R.O.H., uh, you could say the, the Foundation, foundation yeah. and also uh, in uh Faccione.
0: Yeah, the Faccione.
1: Triple A. The Faccione. No, they're,
0: they're in Ra- Ra- Ring of Honor. Okay. They're in Ring of Honor. They're called that because I think it's, I think Triple A or CMLL. I don't remember which one, but they own Los Gobernables. Yeah. I know that much. That's yeah. When I, you
2: know, became
0: Lij. But yeah. So, but I, I mean,
2: guess Club, I guess even Bullet Club.
0: Yeah, Bullet Club definitely. Like, don't
2: kill it, man. They always kill
0: especially it. Especially right now. Oh my god, this like, like reintroduction of the OG Bullet Club is gonna be so fucking sick. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, best faction of twenty twenty. Stardom's Donna Del Mondo. Donna Del Mondo, Julia has held the Wondrous Stardom title from July 26th where she won a tournament. Uh, Julia also won the 2020 Cinderella Tournament. Julia was also bestowed the Women's Award from Tokyo Sports in 2020. Julia, Micah, and Siri held the Artists of Stardom Championships, which is their trio's title, from February 8th until October 14th. Uh, Micah held the future of Stardom Championship from July 17th to December 12th. Siri won the SWA undisputed world women's title on October 15th. So like in 2020, Donna Del Mondo pretty much owned Stardom in 2020.
1: Aside from Itami who dethroned Mayu as the main champion, yes Stardom was owned by Donna Del Mondo.
0: And like, I agree
2: That's all i I haven't been watching enough. It, it's,
0: it's so cool Because It's so awesome That they won this award Because they Kind of did it Under the radar You know what I mean Yeah It's so cool Right But yeah And uh, Moving on now To tag teams I mean You can always make a case For the Young Bucks Absolutely yeah. Every year that they're active They're going to be Talked about You know what I mean
2: can we, can we mention Lucha Bros?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we can, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You just did. Okay. Said... Uh, I think the Rascals
1: run and Impact was great. I thought the North being the longest-running Impact Tag Team champions was great. Um, for
2: sure.
1: But, uh, Sasha and Bailey and Uh, The Kabuki Warriors were great. Um, I'd say Dangerous Techers is up there. G.O.D. While they were active. Um, Oh, boy. Um, Sakuraba and Segura of Noah.
0: I want to circle back. Because I just thought of something. You know what one of the biggest disappointments was this year? Breaking up the iconics.
2: I agree.
1: And I think a lot of people, especially kids, would say breaking up the new day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just um, stupidity.
2: Although Biggie yeah. Although Big no, yeah,
1: there's
0: in, a point to it. In the case of the iconics, stupidity. Yeah. Because you took you broke up the iconics and then stuck Peyton Royce with Lacey Evans for no reason.
1: The funny thing about the Iconics breaking up is that I I think everyone expected Peyton Royce to be the Shawn Michaels to Billy Kay's Marty Jannetty, Yeah, but Billy Kay has been super entertaining. Uh, uh, I mean, Riot Squad right
2: now are doing doing a good job. I would say. Yeah, Riot
0: Squad is doing good. Riot Squad is doing good.
2: Um, I guess shit. No, no. Just because they're champions doesn't make, I mean, for, you know, no. no, they have Nia Jack. I
0: can't
2: do it. Nope. <laughs> the funny thing is, is the Street Profits, that? the
0: Street
1: Profits, did great this year.
0: Yeah, Profits, Viking profits. Raiders. Yes. Yeah, but I think, I mean, pretty clearly, the best tag team of 2020, of course, is FTR. So, yeah. My my
2: sister loves that, by the way.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. FTR debuted in May for AEW and won a gauntlet match against the Natural Nightmares, Best Friends, and the Young Bucks to become the number one contenders for the tag team titles. FTR then defeated the longest reigning tag champs, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, at All Out in September before losing to the Young Bucks later at Full Gear. FTR successfully defended the tag team titles against SCU, the Hybrid 2, the Best Friends, oh, and the Best Friends. And PWI ranked them number one of 50 tag teams in their inaugural Best Tag Teams list.
2: Yeah, I I think ever since they left WWE and came out to uh, AEW, they've been absolutely killing it. Um, of course, they joined up with now they're joined up with uh, uh, Tully Blanchard, which is awesome. But on top of that, Tully, yep.
3: And then,
2: uh, but like on top of that, you yep. know, they, they finally, I mean, on Twitter, even when they were in WWE, they were hyping up this match against the Young Bucks. And finally, when we had the match, it absolutely lived up to this hype, and it was absolutely worth the, sorry it was absolutely worth the wait so i mean at this point ftr top guys out and it was it was fantastic fear the fear the revelation i guess so yeah
0: best females of 2020
1: i'll throw a couple out there yeah julia mayu eo
2: Zid, go ahead uh, Sheeta, that would be one of them. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, and then, um, I mean, I, I'll go ahead and say Britt once again, um, just because I'll be tell you her.
0: what, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's gonna be on this list ne- at the end of this year is Abaddon. She's doing For good sure. stuff. I'm For looking sure. forward to everything she's doing.
1: I think oh. Oscar should be mentioned, yeah, Foster Banks should be mentioned, Diona Perrazzo. Uh, Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace, yeah. Um, shit, Let's...
0: but uh, who who won the damn thing? Who won the damn thing? Well, clearly, Bailey. It's it's yeah. Bailey. I mean, Bailey. Bailey ran shit this year, dude. Like one hundred percent. She freaking. Exactly. She held the SmackDown Women's title for 380 days from October 2019 to October 2020. On top of that, she held the WWE Women's Tag Team titles with Sasha Banks from May 26, 2020 to mm-hmm. August 30th. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks carried the WWE throughout the pandemic with great storylines, great matches, and compelling and hilarious promos. A heel went ultra heel uh bailey changed her persona and unlike many before her came out better for it pwi ranked her number one on the top 100 female wrestlers in the world and she and sasha were named the third best tag team out of 50 tag teams in the inaugural best tag team list men and women in all of wrestling sports Illustrated ranked her number six out of the top 10 wrestlers and Sasha and Bailey were named Tag Team of the Year by CBS Sports. Bailey had successful defenses against Carmella, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Tamina, Nikki Cross, and Sasha Banks yep. before ultimately losing the title to Sasha. Bailey and Sasha had successful defenses against the Iconics, Alexa Briss, and Nikki Cross. Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox and the Kabuki Warriors until they lost the titles to Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much covered everything there, John. But no. uh, I had to. You know, much like the Roman Reigns heel turn, you know, it's like, you know, it was about to them long enough, but they gave us the main roster Sasha Bailey feud. And like you said, Tim, earlier on in this video, uh, that their match at Hell in a Cell, absolutely fantastic. And yeah, Bailey... You know, being her, the an amazing kill. Yeah, I mean that even when they came to NXT and, and stuff they did there was really really good. So I mean, I I'm absolutely Bailey
0: deserves it. That's, that's all I'll say. I say, hey, we want some Bailey. Hey, we want some Bailey. How are you? He didn't want to join. Him. Okay, that's fine. He was not in his head. Yeah. Are you blonde? Okay. You stupid dick. Last what? one.
2: Last one.
0: Last one. Last one. Best males of twenty twenty.
2: Oh, yeah. Sid, you go first. Uh, let's talk. Let's say Kenny Omega. Right, right off the off I mean, Kenny Omega
0: not... should be part of that list every year.
2: Yeah, <laughs> whether he's whether he's the winner or an honorable mention, just Kenny Omega. Like first of all, right off the off, um, I would even go as far as to say. Uh, of course Naito for, for twenty twenty. Uh, Jay White. Um, just his character work has been fantastic. Um see see Tim, are you happy? I've threw out some New Japan names. Uh, so Yeah, one of is which was
0: White, name. but okay. Well, it's, it's like, <laughs> he's in New Japan. <laughs> That's all that matters. in New Japan. Anyway, but um
2: who else? Oh yeah, I mean, definitely uh with the Karen Frost and his debut. Absolutely impressive. Just really <clears throat> stuff. Keith Lee winning, becoming a double champion, especially and even yeah, getting that, you know, that fist bump from Roman. You
1: gonna say them all, Sid? You gonna say them all?
0: <laughs> you gave him the green light, and he was ready to go. He, he was, really was, man. He had he had the fucking both pistols already. Carrion Cross Carrion Cross got a bad fucking hand with that injury, dude. Yeah. Finn Balor. Thank God. Thank God the NXT title curse seems to be lifted, but that thing was fucking cursed in 2020.
1: (laughs) I will say I will say Chris Jericho, uh, Eddie Kingston, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Kota Ibushi, Go Shiozaki, um, Nakajima, Nakajima, um, Aita, um...
0: Fuck, uh, <laughs> who, uh, let me see here. I like
2: Different.
0: that, I, I like that BXP Hulk guy. Yeah. I like him great. a lot.
1: He's yeah. been great, for yeah. sure, yeah. Um, fucking, uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, oh, yeah. also,
2: uh, mm, I'm
0: so stupid,
2: like, I'm going there- I'm going to take a minute and say The Fiend, for sure.
0: Yeah. What about Bray Wyatt? <laughs>
2: and he's okay. They're two different people. Yeah. No, Bray Wyatt was good, too. Like, both characters that Bray... Wyndham Rotunda, <sighs> you know... <Who's> created. <laughs> <Who's that? laughs> Wyndham Rotunda! <laughs> yeah. The real, the real life Wyndham Rotunda, who...
0: But who's the, the winner? But who's the winner? The best male of twenty twenty.
2: Yeah we were. Oh,
0: Well
1: wait, 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 wait. Jonathan
0: Gresham. Yeah. Jonathan mentioned? Gresham. Jay Lethal as well, I would say. Question, <sighs> but who's the winner? Of course. It's John motherfucking Moxley. Sid, you say something before I go off. Uh, dude, John Moxley,
2: yes, had a fantastic year. He's been, you know, ever since he won that title from Jericho. Like uh, his his stock has risen. I mean, even when he left WWE, even when Dean Ambrose ended and John Moxley began, like right from the off, he was hot. The hype was there, the buzz was there. And AEW, what did they do? They freaking capitalized on it, and they just gave us one of the best freaking stars. Like, he was on, number one on, I believe, PWI's yeah. top that magazine, though. Or, or was it you know, Pro Wrestling Insider, right?
0: Pro Wrestling Pro Illustrated, Illustrated, the PWI 500.
2: Yeah, he was number one on PWI 500. AEW champion, IWGP US champion. Like, yeah, friggin' John Watson. And every time he hears, I hear his music, I
0: mark out. So there yeah. there you go. You know? I mean, goddamn, dude. That, dude like, 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 for John. <laughs> I mean, ahead, John. Who had a better year? Nobody. Who had a better year? Nobody. Nobody. John Moxley, dude. Like, the only other
1: person, the only two There's only three other people that you could throw up there, and that's Naito, McIntyre, yeah. and Shiozaki. But
0: I mean, this is just it's another testament to what AEW is doing for their fucking talent because Dean Ambrose was great People what loved Dean Ambrose People loved Dean Ambrose But like John Moxley gets to AEW And they let him be who he fucking is And it's so awesome And good And I mean like The creative freedom that AEW allows their guys to have Makes Every wrestler on their freaking roster Worth watching But Jon Moxley won the AEW Championship on February 29th at Revolution, beating Chris Jericho, and held the title for nine months, defending against Jake Hager, Mr. Brody Lee, Brian Cage, Darby Allin, MJF, and Eddie Kingston. He was undefeated in singles competition until losing the title to Kenny Omega, On December 12th. Or on December 2nd. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. At Wrestle Kingdom 14. He defeated Lance Archer. In a Texas death match. For the United States title. And defended that title. Against Juice Robinson. The next night of the event. And also defended that title. Against Minoru Suzuki. At the New Beginning in Osaka. In February. John also headlined. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Defeating Chris Dickinson. In the main event. And John Moxley also topped PWI's top 500 as the top male wrestler of 2020 and was ranked number two in Sports Illustrated's top 10 wrestlers of
2: 2020. That sums it up right there.
0: So it's fair to say that in 2020, Jon Moxley was king shit of Fuck Mountain. Why would you fuck with him? Why would you. <laughs> All right. So
1: before, before we leave guys, I, I did have a question and uh, you answered, you answered it a little bit throughout the show. Um, What are you looking forward to in the world of pro wrestling in 2021? Um,
2: Right now, I think we talked about it, but this whole bullet club, storyline across AEW impact and perhaps new japan uh because from what i'm what it looks like it seems like that door the forbidden door is now slightly ajar um and i think now that you know they have that harold Mage is no longer the president you have a new one perhaps they'll be more open to working with other promotions so i'm looking forward to see perhaps one day perhaps kenny going out you know facing off against his former tag partner Ibushi at some point. I know it's something that you probably wanted to say, Tim, but that's something that no, no, really- I
1: wanted to save that for the episode
2: that we were going to do. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that no, was- be what I was looking forward to, um, but I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, just more collaborations between uh, wrestling promotions. Honest to God, because, and hopefully perhaps one day, even a super show. Like I know that's, very, uh, you know, very much down the line. I'm not, I'm not holding my breath, but hey, if they do it this year, shit, I'd be, I'd watch it. I don't care. Okada mentioned it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, whether it's Japan and AEW or Impact and AEW or whatever it may be, I just want to see
0: something. <clears throat> like- Koda Ibushi. Uh, Kota Ibushi has mentioned want- wanting to unify. The Intercontinental and Heavyweight titles, and I'm looking forward to seeing that potentially happen. Uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. Looking forward to Royal Rumble. I always yeah, do. Right. I'm looking forward to everything AEW is going to do this year. Everything GCW is going to do this year, everything New Japan is going to do this year, look forward to it all. I mean, I I look forward to the same stuff pretty much every year: G One, WrestleMania, um, Double or Nothing, and Full Gear. Uh, you know all the basics, and looking forward to watching more, like watching more of the stuff that I was introduced to this year.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to possibility of crowds. I'm looking forward to um, the AEW Impact partnership and where that will go. I'm looking forward to um, the partnerships that MLW does have, but can't be enacted right now because of the pandemic. I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, the career of Leo rush right now. He just won the MLW middleweight championship. He's been showing up in GCW a lot. He like Cody released a list of people. He wants to wrestle. I'm looking forward to the rascals and Alex Zane's debut in NXT. I'm looking forward to the career of Ben Carter in NXT UK. Uh, I'm looking forward to um, everything else that you guys said. So, with that, wherever you are in the world, whether it is morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. Peace, love to all of you. Happy New guys, Year. throw it up. Come on.